Welcome back to the Master of None podcast, where we go 365 days, bringing you a podcast every single day. Nothing is off the table. The intention of this podcast is to master the short form podcast, as well as informing, as well as entertaining. So sit back, relax, and listen, and enjoy the show. Welcome to the Master of None. This is a podcast where we have been podcasting for 365 days consistently. It's been on a journey, and each day we're reaching new topics and talking about new things as a part of a challenge, as well as integrating information into society. That is the most important aspect of what I'm doing right now, and I'm also learning as I go. So I want to thank you for listening, and please like, follow, leave reviews. If you follow, if you listen on Spotify, please send me a follow. It's it's awesome, and you guys will always get updates when I post new new episodes. They are daily, but there are different parts of the day, so just keep that in mind. So something that I've been kind of following a little bit is Robert F. Kennedy Jr. Now, there's been some information coming out um, about him indicating he's been polling well. The Washington Journal indicated that polling better than Joe Biden. Now, within this episode, I just wanted to take a light overview of who Robert F. Kennedy is, Robert F. Kennedy Jr., who he was, and um, what he is all about. So let's get into it. So the reason why I want to talk about this particular topic is my first introduction to Robert F. Kennedy Jr. was one where he popped up on my TikTok and he was talking about his dog. A lot of you have sent in questions asking me why I never seem to be wearing a seatbelt when I'm in this car. And the truth is... Uh, that I'm not wearing the seatbelts. This is the dog car and one of the dogs, this one. So my initial thinking was, who is this guy? And his voice was a little bit off-putting. Off, off you guys heard it. Obviously, there's some issues there. And I think that like, whenever we think about potential presidential candidates, your first impulse is usually the one you lead with. It's you know how you're going to judge someone based on your voting. There's a study done a while ago indicated that the majority of the time people vote for someone they'd like to have a beer with. Now, whenever R.F. Kennedy Jr. talks, he has that raspy voice that is really, really kind of hard to follow at first. And when I saw this video, he's going on about this dog car. And within the dog car, he the, the, there's no seatbelts because the dogs keep eating them. Now, I like watch it. I'm like, this is so strange. I just heard the other day he's announced for presidency and he pops up on my social media and I'm like, OK, whatever. And I wasn't really thinking too much about it. And this is kind of where we get in this whole situation where, you know, he popped up on the Joe Rogan experience. And I really think the Joe Rogan experience is a needle mover. I think it can bring somebody from zero to 60 very quickly. And I think that's probably could be a contributing factor to what is happening right now for the legacy of Robert F. Kennedy Jr. So I just want to take the opportunity just to give people reinvigorated with the content. I think for me, it's something I like to take it deep down. So we all know Robert F. Kennedy Jr. from his father, Robert F. Kennedy. But he's been here before. His father ran for president as well. As a candidate for the presidency of the United States, and I ask for your help. So whenever we dive into it, you know, we know Robert F. Kennedy was assassinated and, you know, this had a lasting impression on him. And, you know, the thing about the Kennedys is they would have 11 
children. Okay. Robert F. Kennedy and his wife. And, you know, each one of them, some, you know, and that in itself is a lot to take on. But for the sake of this episode, I really want to get into the aspect of some of the things as president. So whenever we think back to April 5th of this year, and I know it's relatively early to start talking about presidential candidates with the election happening next year in 2024, but it's important to take a look. You know, I think Robert F. Kennedy is actually piquing a lot of attention, and this is what he's said within his um, his opening speech. In his campaign announcement, Kennedy said that he will scale down the war machine and bring our resources home. We will rebuild our water system, repair our roads, and modernize our railroads and clean up the environment. We will also clean up government and earn back the people's trust. We will end the secretary, the censorship, and the surveillance in his announcement speech. So whenever we look at this, obviously the thing that he's really talking about a lot is cutting back the war machine. And this isn't a new message to the Kennedys. You know, this falls in line with the whole concept of Camelot, the legacy of the Kennedys, which has always been this whole concept that, you know, warring against the military industrial complex. Um, Whenever we think of the Kennedys, you know, they had unique programs. I think probably a program that I actually partook in was the Peace Corps. And John F. Kennedy actually helped create the Peace Corps and, and spearheaded it along with the Special Operations Group or the Green Beret in order to get more aspects or different aspects of different cultures and societies. Now, obviously, the Peace Corps is a completely different organization with a, with a different mission. Um, but, you know, whenever we, we, we dissect it, you know, th- those are kind of the intentions to take Americans and put them in environments that can help environments where people don't have any money you know in a lot of ways when you're peace where you're going and you're trying to help with the skill set but you know a big thing that that um robert f kennedy is criticizing donald trump over is the worst thing he did to this country to our civil rights to our economy and the in the middle class was the covid lockdowns so we're getting a situation where he, he he's he's pushing himself away as he runs for a democrat but he's he's offering kind of a unique expression and i think that's probably what he's doing well you know it's like he's really working to develop an image very early and control different aspects of the media and he's not afraid i think his imagery and what he's doing really now is helping within this modern generation the fact that there's so many people talking about him on tiktok is probably more powerful than what the corporate media really understands and there's a humble nature to him. And I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead and play this clip where someone asks him, what are the skeletons in his closet or what could be held against him? I, um, I mean, listen, I, I've got as many defects as I do have assets. I told my wife I have more skeletons in my closet. I, I have so many that if they could vote, I could, you know, win president of the world by a landslide. So I'm not a guy who, you know, who's coming to you and saying I'm a, I'm a, perfect human being i'm not i've had a really you know i know that's a tough question to clap to answer but it shows kind of an aspect of him and 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 whenever we listen to him we go back to the voice so i think what really sticks out originally is his voice and this is something he kind of covers as it relates to it happening when he was 42 years old and this this really shows you know you know kind of talking about 
what he has to experience as it relates to his voice. On voice until I was 42 years old. And in 1996, suddenly I got this uh, injury. It's a, it's a neurological injury, and it's uh, called spasmodic dystonia. And, uh, but, you know... You work around it. I, yeah, I try my best. I mean, I feel sorry for people. And I think that's, that's one of the first things. And initially, when I go back to that dog video, and I think about that, you know, I, I did sit through the interview and I listened to him as he was on um, Joe Rogan and I thought he had so like some interesting points and things that you're not really hearing other politicians talk about. And that could be the shock value. You know, he, he's wrote quite a bit of books and one of them is called The Real Anthony Fauci. And this one kind of goes into who Anthony Fauci is, a deep dive on it. He's also known for his his legal fights on the vaccine and a lot of people give him negative um, blowback for saying it, and and so he has a lot of different theories, and in in the in the corporate media are calling him a conspiracy theorist, and I think the corporate media doesn't want to touch him. So what is he doing? He's creating a grassroots campaign via social media. Now, whenever I and I'm gonna go ahead and say it because it, that's what it looks like to me. The fact Joe Rogan has him on is only gonna boost his eager algorithm on TikTok on social media on these platforms and we know people don't really watch news anymore you know it's like the majority of people if you look at these these shows on cnn and with tucker carlson leaving fox we have a transition point with how people are receiving media in this current day and age and and i think probably it's he's doing a really good job of utilizing a different look another video that has come out on social media is him on Venice beach working out He's seven years old and he looks fit, you know, and he and he's and he's doing overhead press, I think, or military press on about 113 pounds, which isn't bad for a guy who's 70. But now people are saying he's on TRT, which is steroids or or um, testosterone enhancers. So it's interesting. You know, you, you have this individual who has kind of these these off off direct main, mainstream thoughts that a lot of the people could potentially have the anti-vaccination promotion um potentially reducing the war machine like it does feel like it, it feels like another version of camelot you know if you think about all the people who 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 were so close to the kennedy legacy you know I, I obviously i wasn't alive during that time but i still remember my mother talking about it and how whenever john f kennedy was assassinated it really took on this whole different hold on on the people you know and they call it a canon event now and it's like no matter what it was going to happen and, and that moment had a strategic impact in our history in our future in our country and i think probably one of the more interesting things coming out of the joe rogan experience interview is where he was indicating that he thinks both his his uncle john f kennedy and his father robert Kennedy were assassinated by the CIA. Now that people like that a lot more, and you know, we should be pro projecting economic power around the globe and not military power. It will make us much stronger. But what do you think happens when you get into office? Like, if you're 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 talking about your uncle who's assassinated, and you believe the intelligence agencies were a part of that, what happens to you? Well, I got to be careful. And I'm aware of that, and I'm not, you know, I, I'm aware of the of that danger, 
and I, you know, I don't live in fear of it, um, you know, at all. But I'm not stupid about it, and I take precautions. So, in my opinion, why is he trending so well? Well, I guess you know, I do have a little. I don't have like crazy background working on Capitol Hill. I was a, a Senate intern there for one summer. I worked for a Democrat named Senator Blanche Lincoln back in the early 2000s, where Democrats were a little bit different. I go to committee hearings and I would and I would just kind of see it almost like a fly on the wall experience. And, you know, a lot of all we know about politicians is they're robotic. They are they're talking points. They're they're being ran through different environments. What's polling? What's number one? How do I look? And I think whenever we see this this politician, you know, we have a different level of it. I think after the Trump error, there there's a whole different um understanding of presidencies because presidencies in a way is like the people in america are dating the president for four years and in four years they either get to keep dating him or they can find a new suitor and it's all about where people are mentally within society it's like obviously you know it feels like sometimes joe biden is being held together by like duct tape focus pills and insure and you know, bless his heart, like the dude doesn't seem like he's all there. And he is probably, you know, who knows? I mean, I mean, Putin's winning the Iraq war. I think enough said. Then we look at kind of Trump and Trump is Trump. I don't even know else how to say that. I mean, anybody can listen to that and be offended by it or anybody can listen to that and be excited by it. And that's kind of where the nation is right now. Whenever we get to Robert F. Kennedy, he's he's presenting a different type of political view and i think it's one that is stronger than probably what people are are, are realizing you know we look at this this post covid era of presidencies where where things are being said now and coming out about covid you know i'm i'm going to say this is the first presidency post covid and i think it's going to add a different aspect of government trust we look at what's going on in the wuhan lab story and how that was a conspiracy and how we couldn't talk about it. And all of a sudden it looks like it's true. And we look at kind of everything going on with the narrative about ivermectin and how ivermectin was, was considered a horse drug, but actually it cures river blindness and it got a Nobel award. And in fact, it wasn't, it didn't cost anything to make. And we look at the sponsors of CNN being Pfizer and Moderna and potential aspects of, you know, the point is, is there's a lot of, there's a lot of things that are presenting that, that the narratives that aren't necessarily true. And if we look at what Robert F. Kennedy's message is, being an anti-vaxxer and someone who is potentially saying he doesn't trust the CIA because they assassinated his father, true or not, these this messaging could resonate with a boomer millennial base, you know, because he is a Kennedy, there could be a lot more there. So more to follow on this. Obviously, it's really early and it's really hard to make projections, but this one is looking interesting to me. And it could be potentially a strong candidate in the future. But in my personal opinion, like if I'm looking at him as a candidate, he looks interesting. If you're, you know, what's, there's a lot of things that need to be determined if Joe Biden's going to be able to run. You know, it's almost like he's thinking that. Is he going to run as a Democrat? Are we going to have a situation where he switches as an independent? You know, obviously it's really early, but these are things to keep in mind. I don't know. Right now, like, I like some of the stuff he's talking about. I think he's an interesting candidate for sure um i'm not going to say like i'm all in on him 
but I do like the kind of different narratives that we've been hearing. And I think, you know, the thing about the American voting system is it's a form of elasticity. So things go back and forth, you know, in, in, in depending on what the messaging is here. So we'll see what happens with Robert F. Kennedy. I want to thank you guys for listening and we'll get back to you tomorrow.